back that wallet up. Were you to put all my monthly expenditures into a spreadsheet and then graph them out, you would, one, have a better understanding of my finances than I do because I sure as hell don't do that, two, see that I spend a lot of money on Kickstarter, three, realize just how serious my pickle addiction has become. I want to dig a little deeper on point number two, Kickstarter. Kickstarter.com is the de facto standard in crowdfunding. Crowdfunding is when you or your company or your anarcho-syndicalist commune or whatever reach out to the masses to fund your new project, as opposed to taking the more traditional funding route, where you go talk to some jerk with deep pockets to fund your project in exchange for him spending a night with your spouse. Crowdfunding lets you cut out the middleman and interact directly with your patrons. The internet nerds call this middleman removal disintermediation. I call it mm, pretty sweet, brah. Instead of making the rich richer, you take your product right to the people and bring them your... Sorry, what was it you were making again? What's that? Seriously? Atheist baby shoes? I don't even know what that means. To be clear, Kickstarter did not invent crowdfunding. Crowdfunding existed well before the internet. Fun fact, in the most serious case of batteries not included of all time, when France dropped off the Statue of Liberty in New York City in 1885, they didn't include the pedestal, which prompted a citywide crowdfunding drive to pay for its construction. Nice try, France. It is true that crowdfunding didn't really take off until Kickstarter came along, though. While there were crowdfunding websites before Kickstarter, and there have definitely been crowdfunding sites since, Kickstarter is where most of the money is going. And most of that money is coming out of my pocket. I've got Kickstarter on the brain because I've spent several hundred dollars backing random projects these past couple weeks. This happens to me once in a while. I'll go on a Kickstarter bender and emerge weeks later having backed a bunch of projects without even realizing it. This is probably as close as I will ever come to being a blackout drunk. This also leads to a phenomenon I refer to as Kickstarter Christmas, where you get a random package in the mail that you have no idea what it is until you open it up and then you're like, oh yeah, I totally forgot I gave the Atheist Baby Shoes people some money six months ago. Wait, I gave the Atheist Baby Shoes people money? God damn it. It's been just shy of three years since I backed my first Kickstarter project. I created my Kickstarter account so I could back a project for a little tripod mount for the iPhone designed by, obviously, two hipster dudes in Brooklyn called The Glyph. I figured it was a pretty safe bet. If the dudes flaked out, as hipsters do, I could just walk over to their apartment and shake them down for the $20 they scammed out of me. They didn't flake, though. Bless their hipster hearts. In fact, they made a bunch of great videos along the way documenting the entire production process. They did time-lapse videos of assembly and packaging. They went to the plant where they were manufacturing the mounts in South Dakota, my favorite Dakota, and showed how the glyph was made. They brought all their backers on a little journey with them. It was $20 well spent. So I spent more. A lot more. For better or worse, Kickstarter makes it very easy to see how much money you've contributed to projects over the years. Three years in, I'm more than a couple thousand dollars in the hole not counting the $25 I chipped in since I started writing this a half hour ago. Hey man, that RFID-blocking, eco-friendly, minimalist IntelliWallet wasn't going to fund itself. The joke here is that there are a lot of stupid wallet projects on Kickstarter. 
Now those thousands of dollars I've spent have been spread across 71 projects over the years. Of those 71 projects, only 57 reached their funding goal. The Museum of Pinball didn't make it. That was a bummer. The eucalyptus-based smart shirt also fell short. That one was probably for the best. Kickstarter projects that don't meet their funding goal don't charge your credit card, so hey, no harm, no foul, no smart shirt made of koala noms. Projects that do meet their funding goal get all their pledged money, though. And the thing with Kickstarter is there are no guarantees. After Kickstarter charges your credit card and takes their cut, they hand the rest of the money over to the project creator. At that point, the creator could just take the money and run. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. The only real assurance on Kickstarter is that if you're going to get screwed, you're probably getting screwed along with a few thousand other people. If you do your homework, though, and only back what you trust, chances are you'll be fine. I'm 57 for 57 thus far. Although, now that I've said that, I've probably jinxed myself, and I'm never going to see my Eco Edition e-wallet 9000. Nice one, Rafferty. Now, I realize I make Kickstarter sound like it's all been downhill since 2010 when I gave a couple dudes in Williamsburg $20 to send me a piece of plastic from South Dakota and my relationship with it is similar to that of an alcoholic and his booze, but I assure you, it's not like that. I think Kickstarter is great. Honestly, I can't even think of a way to improve it. Sure, I've spent some money on there, but every dollar spent on Kickstarter is a dollar spent disintermediating the middleman. It's a dollar in the hands of a maker rather than in the hands of some rich guy. It's a dollar... Oh wait, I just thought of a way to improve Kickstarter. Four words. Eucalyptus Atheist Baby Wallet. Sorry, gotta go. Gotta do some disintermediating of my own.